The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only wrestling podcast. That's a very appealing way to start the show. Hey, friendos. Anyways, the only pro wrestling podcast you really need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And of course, wherever you find fine podcasts, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're over there listening to us in the audio realm, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really does help spread the word about going in raw. Uh, but of course, today is Sunday. Therefore, it's Match at day. Yeah. And this is the show where we reach out to our $20 a month and up patrons, the super friendos, and ask them uh, to ask us questions to talk about during this show. It's my favorite show. I love this. For whatever reason, we get kind of goofy with it because some of these questions. So we got a cast of characters in the Friendo vs. Larson. I can't think of a bigger character than our first question here. From Thayer Thabata. Thayer Thabata. Let's see what he has to ask. If you are a new and up-and-coming independent talent, and you're on the rise, you're going to be a huge star, or would you rather sign with WWE or with AEW? Now, in both cases, they both offered you main event spots and all that kind of stuff. The only option is, where do you want to build your career? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. I'll go first. Sure. If I was an indie star... <laughs> So I was kind of half joking when I gave you my answer to this. He says, would you rather sign with WWE or All Elite oh, Wrestling? Part of the system. Uh, I, it, would be, it would be WWE because here's the thing. You have a decent run in WWE. You decide to leave. Your stock is way higher than if you sign with a company that has had an entirety of one show during their one show and one rally during their entire existence. So of course you would sign with WWE. I personally, if it was Steve here would try to get in on the ground floor at WWE NXT UK. So I can go toe to toe with Liverpool's. How can you get on the ground floor of a company that's already run like 25 episodes of television? That's past ground six past ground floor. Well, it's ground floor ish. Uh, I would I would jump into the deep deep pool of, of the tag team division. <laughs> exactly, all those great competitors over there. I I just love the architecture that you find in places like Empress London, Ballroom, Liverpool, Blackpool, the Birmingham, where, Birmingham, Manchester. Exactly. I would love to be there. I think there's going to be some fantastic talent coming out of NXT UK. So that's where I would dive into. NXT UK. Lucky I would rather be in it. Well, let me ask you this before you what? get to your answer. All right. If you were given an option, Larson, uh-huh. you get to go through the developmental aspect of NXT proper and go through the Florida house show loop uh, or uh, NXT UK. What would you choose? I mean, if you're in the Florida house show loop, you're in NXT prime still, you might not be on television, but that's NXT prime. 
rather than being like uh, you're, uh, you're taking jobs to the Forgotten Sons. But if it, but if I'm in the NXT UK situation, I'm like Jamie Ahmed, who yeah, I might be on TV, but I'm still doing jobs. Was that other dude's name Maloney? Dan Maloney, yeah. <laughs> You're on TV though. Or Jack Stars. Jack Stars. Ooh, taking chops from Walter. Yeah, I'm not sure you want to be no. on the ground level taking so chops I, from Walter. So I think Walter. if I feel like if you're in, in 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 NXT developmental on the Florida house show loop, you got a couple of advantages. You're living in Orlando in Florida. Um, no state income tax. True. So true. The, the pittance you make wrestling as a developmental talent NXT, you get to keep uh, 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 more of that than you would wrestling pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you're still on the NXT Prime circuit, mm-hmm. uh, so you don't have to go through NXT UK or any other sort of territorial NXT to get to NXT Prime. You're NXT Prime already. Yeah. Um, so I guess in terms of, of, of career and money, it'd be NXT Prime. It is an interesting question, though, because who's in a better spot? Who would you rather be? Uh, El Ligero? Or uh, what's that cat's name? Brennan Williams? Yeah. Or Brennan Williams, who seems like he's probably on the verge of being on NXT TV at some mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather be? Would you rather be El Ligero or Kona Reeves? Oh. See, I kind of feel or like Dan Matha. I kind of feel like El Ligero is is maxing out probably NXT UK. Like, do you see him going up to NXT Prime? <laughs> I see him going to Two Hundred Five Live. Maybe, if if Two Hundred Five Live is still a thing in like five months. Yeah, I know that's so weird. Um, um so yeah, that's the ceiling. Two Hundred Five Live, mm-hmm. I guess. But what's what's uh, Brennan Williams ceiling? I don't know. I don't know much about him. I don't either. He seems like a a very colorful persona. So I'd rather be Brennan Williams. Yeah, probably me too. Mm-hmm. Has, he has a great look. Yeah. I have, I have not seen much of his wrestling. Nor have I. He seems to be pretty savvy at the Twitter game. Yes. And he seems to be pretty funny. He's got a great yes. voice. Yes. On Up, Up, Down, Down. I've seen some of his oh, stuff Oh, all right, all right. So, yeah. Um, uh, no, it's AEW. Okay. Um, again, like I often say, it's it all it, you go or the promotion that aligns with your own ambitions. If you were a kid who dreamed of main eventing WrestleMania and you think you got the ingredients to get there, then by all means, try your hand at WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you or even if those were your dreams, but you realize you still have some 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 maturing to do as a talent, mm-hmm. um, I would go to the place that would present you with maybe the better opportunity. And we've seen so many talents go to WWE um, and kind of get lost in the shuffle. All Elite Wrestling, the depth of talent on the roster just isn't there because the roster is not as large. You probably have a better chance to stand out there. You don't get the restrictions. More so on main roster, not so much NXT. NXT is like they let you do whatever you want. Um, in the ring, uh, you can go out there in, in all elite wrestling ring and put on amazing matches with some of the finest wrestlers in the world. Finest. Finest. Um, establish your brand, and then you stick around there for two, three, four years. Become a huge deal there. Uh, you're a free agent. You can demand whatever price you want. At that point, you've built up your brand enough that WWE's like, hey, we'll give you uh, you know, high six figures. Mm. Downside, mm-hmm. uh, we'll give you a decent push. Two years later, you're main eventing WrestleMania. Oh, wow. So, I mean, one, as you mentioned earlier, you could do it the inverse. You can go to WWE for a while. Uh, if it's not your cup of tea, you can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You were WWE. Your price is higher. Assuming you, assuming, it's, it's, assuming, it's, assuming yeah. you reach some level of success in WWE, if you're just in WWE, yeah. like, is Cass going to go to, to All Elite Wrestling? Probably not. I don't think they're, no, I don't think they would do that. No. I don't think they would. Um, I'm kind of surprised that I'm not even sure Cass will make it to Impact. Doesn't seem like it. No, he's only wrestled for that what big time wrestling out in South Carolina a couple yeah. of shows. That's all yeah. I've heard him doing. Yeah, I don't know. 
Like I've been, it's weird. Like there's like wrestlers out there. I know uh, Darren Young has said he wanted he wants a shot to wrestle for AEW, but I haven't heard anything about him on the independent circuit. O- oddly enough, I haven't heard anything about Ryback on the independent circuit either. No, I mean not for a while. I think he does, but I don't know. I mean, I after he got released, it we heard. Yeah, after <laughs> we heard he got about released, the, you heard about the amount of money he wanted to get. Right. Yeah. Um, and he did a couple appearances, but I haven't heard anything about him in a while. Yeah, me neither. So who knows? But for me, you know, it, it's it's where where would be the chance, the better chance for me to go and stand out? And I think right now, if if you're an up and coming indie star, you got a lot of talent, you're young. Um, the AEW probably gives you the better opportunity to show what you got. Yeah, we just need to see them. Yeah. We just need to see what they have going on. I mean, look, it's funny because a lot of people I can tell like in the comments are going to be like, well, they haven't done anything yet. They haven't done anything yet. You can kind of speculate. You can kind of get a feel for what the hell they're going to do. They have a ton of money behind them. Yeah. They evidently have a TV deal, you know, happening at some point. Yeah. And we know what talent's already signed there. You can kind of... If you watched all in, you get an idea of what all the wrestling is going to be about. figure out what they're going to be about. So you you can use your imagination. You can put it together. Use your imagination. Yeah, put it together. Uh, Next from Richard Morris. He's asking us about Finn Balor. Let's see what Richard Morris has to say. Oh, okay. Hey, Stephen Larson. Richard Morris here with another match chat question. So after a great showing at the Royal Rumble, where does Finn go from here? Looks like they're pushing him to the Intercontinental title scene. But do we still want him over on the SmackDown for the main event? Uh, personally, I want him on SmackDown going after that WWE title. Just your thoughts. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Thanks, fellas. Thank you, Richard Morris. Thank you, Richard Morris. Continue with doing. I'll go first. Okay. So here's my idea. Now let's assume Finn gets in some program for the Intercontinental Championship, okay. but they have grander plans for him. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, they use Finn to get Bob Lashley over the Intercontinental Champion at Mania, post-Mania. You know what's funny? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up really quick. If it was Baron Corbin instead of Bobby Lashley, that scenario would be much more likely. I could see them putting Maybe. Baron over Finn to get Baron ahead. Maybe. But I think you're right with Bob Lashley. I think they're going to – I think that what you're saying is the least likely scenario. Probably. I think they're going to get Finn over. Follow me, though. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, Raw after Mania, shakeup time. Uh-huh. A week later, Finn Balor shows up on SmackDown oh, Live. I love it. What love we want to have happen. I love it. Um, and, and he gets into a feud with one – Daniel Bryan. Of course. You know, Finn going for the top guy. And here's the thing about Finn and Daniel Bryan. They're kind of opposite sides of the same coin. Sure. Um, they, you know, they both do a lot of advocacy work, mm-hmm. um, both inside of WWE and outside. Mm-hmm. Of course, Daniel Bryan, uh, his character is a dick. Yeah. Big ass. Um, I mean, a lot of what he's saying is truthful. Mm-hmm. A lot of truth to what he's saying. Yeah, man. However, his approach, a little harsh. Oh, yeah. Whereas you have Finn... Who it seems near as I can tell on the same matters is in complete agreement with Daniel Bryan. However, Finn seems like the coolest guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. So Daniel Bryan can't go at Finn saying, you know, oh, you're like, you know, people like you because they, they, oh, sorry, they like hot dogs. They like you because you're empty mm-hmm. and filling in the moment. He can't go after Finn the same way he's going after AJ. Basically, everybody else. Finn's got the high ground. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Because in a lot of aspects, they agree. Yeah. Sure. So that could be an interesting dynamic story wise. And it would it would it would force Daniel Bryan to to bring forth new layers to his character. Yeah. So I think that's that would be an interesting course. And if anybody, I mean, I I, I do think it's gonna be Ray who uh, challenges Daniel Bryan at Mania. Whether he wins or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I think you know whether it's right after Mania or say SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam would be a great idea. Or have Finn Balor win Money in the Bank. Say SummerSlam main event. I want you, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. 
have Finn picked up the WWE title at SummerSlam. Yeah. I like it. Send the SmackDown. Here is what I would like to see. Finn Balor wins IC title at WrestleMania. After that, we get, finally, maybe, maybe in response to Kevin Owens. Oh, re- I thought these were better thans, not arrows. Those are arrows All right. directing me to. I thought you were saying Intercontinental title is better than the heel Balor, better than Universal Champion Balor. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that simple. All right. Um, <laughs> here, here's what I'd like to see happen. Finn Balor wins IC title shortly after, maybe, as I was going to say, in response to Kevin Owens coming back and becoming like a face or a tweener, uh, they get Finn to work him as a heel. We get some Prince Balor, Prince Devitt, real, exactly. We get some of that. Uh, I, I I think Finn is like one of the guys least likely for them to turn heel oh, yeah. because of what you just said. He's almost terms. he's almost in Cena territory right now. It's like impossible to turn him heel. If anybody, well, it would have been Roman before he had to take his hiatus. Uh, but if anybody, and I don't think anybody ever will, threaten Cena's Make-A-Wish stuff. But at this point, in terms of year to year maybe, like Finn has to. I would think Finn's got to be a big request. Um, because man, he's the like biggest face. Uh, so anyways, but I would love to see it. I think a lot of people would enjoy seeing it. Um, and that would take him. Maybe he drops the IC strap to Kevin Owens and then he would go challenge Seth for that universal championship. Of course they have a long history and especially with that title. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I would like to see. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Um, do I think what you're saying is going to happen? It's more likely, uh, but I don't know. I think they really like Finn, and that means he's going to stay on Raw as a sort of upper mid-carder who hopefully one day gets that universal title back. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I do think he is like least likely, though, to lead, to, to be in Dean territory where he wants to leave. Um, no, I think the platform that's available to him um, is, 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 is too large. Yeah. Um, and I think he appreciates that. Yeah, I, I think so. He's been doing some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I would I would like at one one time. I know it's I know it's unlikely. I want to see him go heel? Well, give it a few years. You know, maybe give it a few years. I but yeah, but I think just like in the case of Cena, the longer he stays face, I think the least yeah. likely it is for him to go heel be. because he'll just keep on racking up all these things that that are so much more important than any storyline. Yeah. So yeah, that could be. Yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, Christopher Rampersod. See what Christopher has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is, who's going to take Dinamo's spot? He's leaving WWE. We need somebody to fill up that spot. It's a very big spot on Raw, if you really think about it. So who will take Dinamo's spot? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Go ahead, Steve. All right. So the question, who should take Dean's spot? there's any number of people well okay first of all between the two of us let's define dean's spot what is dean's spot well if we're speaking short term this upper mid card heel so there's any number of people who could take this spot i mean elias just went back to being a heel although they never really gave him a strong enough face run to warrant, like, why did he take two losses to Baron in a row? That's weird. That's oddball. I wonder if he's getting punished. Um, so there's him. There's. Do you think? Do you think they turn Elias just to get into a thing with Jeff Jarrett? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, there's your answer, which I won't tread on. Um, I'm gonna say they're gonna give it to a guy they obviously really, really like. He's already kind of in the same vicinity. Maybe he's even above where Dean was. I'm going to give it to Baron Corbin. I think they really like him. I think that he has strong performances. It's funny because in our heads, like I kind of agreed with your pick for him to last the least amount of time in the Rumble. But he lasted a decent decent run, decent yeah. chunk of time. Fairly average, yeah. He was literally the A story when Raw's ratings were going into the toilet. Yeah. But still, he was the A story. Which might make it more likely they're going to put him in a prominent position, but he's in a fairly prominent position every week. So He is. Um, I think that'll just continue. I think he'll be the guy. I mean, I don't even know what, you know, it's not like Dean's role. Part of the problem, I think, is that it's not like Dean's spot, Dean's role was all that well defined. No, it wasn't. You know, I mean, at least with Corbin when he was the authority on Raw, and now he's sort of he's sort of using that story as being kicked out as as authority figure to sort of define what his new character is mm-hmm. going to be, mm-hmm. which has definition. With Dean, it was what's his what's motivation what, week to week. What yeah. defines him this week? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'll say Baron Corbin. If they had something projected for Dean Ambrose for Mania, which I don't know what it would have been. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. The last time we saw Dean Ambrose, he was uh, uh, face-to-face with Nia Jax in the middle of the ring. And I don't know if that was a tease for an intergender thing. If, if I'm reading too much into it, I think a lot of people read into that. If that was, let's say for, let's say, let's just say that Triple H is like, all right, people want intergender. We'll pull the trigger with Nia Jax because we want to throw back to China because she's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So let's have Nia Jax versus uh, Dean Ambrose. Take him out of the equation. That dude who's doing that is Baron Corbin. At that point, that's Baron Corbin in that spot because he's not the most imposing guy. I mean, he's tall, but he's not Bobby Lashley imposing. He's not big jack guy, kind of a dick, 
Um, they kind of occupy that same space. So I'll say Baron Corbin. All right. That's not terrible. They're terrible, uh, terrible choice. I'm going to go with a guy who's actually, I think, pretty much literally uh, taking Dean's spot right now, and that's Bobby Lashley. I see title holder. Yep. Lashley defeated in triple threat match, granted. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title pinned him, um, and he's kind of occupying that spot right now of top upper or top upper mid-card heel mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. moment. Um, and it seems like he'd be holding on to that spot for a while. It seemed like they finally got in a good rhythm with Lashley. Um, they finally got what Leo Rush's approach to his character is good is right now. Hey, I wonder how which much has actually worked pretty well the last few weeks. It has. It's been it's been very good. Um, how much of that you think is McMahon? I don't know. Or do you mean Vince getting out of his ear? Yeah, I hope a lot of it. Yeah. Hopefully, is a situation where it's like, okay, Leo, I, I could trust you now to do what I want you to do out there so I won't be in your ear. And it probably has freed Leo up to, to take a different approach to the character, and it works a heck of a lot better than having him ringside chant Lashley. That's true. Um, as far as, because Dean, you know, obviously before his heel turn, was a fairly beloved character um, as a face. And while another name I'm going to put out there hasn't had that face run, they're still very, very beloved, even though they are an upper mid-card heel. Samoa Joe. Mm. Everybody loves Joe. Oh, yeah, man. Send Joe over to Raw mm-hmm. um, to take that top upper mid-card heel spot. Definitely And that'd Dean be fantastic, type, yeah. yes. Yeah, definitely a Dean type. That's a good one. Uh, next up, we've got a question from Graham. Yeah. Let's see what uh, Graham has to say. I see you've had arson. I'm currently in hospital at the moment. But uh, my matcha question is... Um, who do you guys think will be the next three NXT champions? If you had to try and guess, who would be the next three NXT? And do you think the, the next three NXT champions are even on NXT? Too sweet, Hardy Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Graham. Man, I hope you feel better. Yeah, yeah. No fun being in the hospital. When's the last nope. time you stayed in the hospital? Ever had a hospital, hospital stay just for you? Not for me. No. I don't even remember when you were in the hospital when you busted your ankle playing basketball against me because I'm a dominant force. Yeah, but that was just x-rays and you're out. Oh, okay. I never. I don't think I've, I've ever stayed overnight in the hospital. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Doesn't seem fun. No, it doesn't. Anyways, good luck to you, Graham. Yes, Get yes. better soon. Yes. Larson, tell me, who do you think the next three? Well, I'm in the same names as you do. I was trying to think of a different third name. However, I was coming up short. Well, give us your order. Um, oh, the order is going to be Gargano. Yep. He's next in line. Yep. Um... And for me, it was it was a toss up, kind of between Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. I could see it either way. In the end, I, I went with Adam Cole because I'm not sure Velveteen Dream is going to stick around NXT long enough to get that title. I'm not sure Adam Cole is either, but I think there's a better chance Adam Cole staying than Velveteen Dream. But eventually, it's going to be on Matt Riddle's arm, yeah. shoulder, waist. Yeah. He's going to be champion eventually. I think, I think he's probably going to have it for a while yep. too. If like he's. Talk about a guy that can. I know it's funny because I know there are plenty of people out there who are like sort of not into Riddle, but man, I don't know. I'm I'm huge into the guy now. Yeah. So just in a short time for NXT, like obviously we've seen him live. I think a handful of times, mm-hmm. haven't we? Mm-hmm. A couple times. Yeah. Um, like you had said before, uh, we, I hadn't really seen what he could do promo wise. I'm all in though. Yeah, man. And I think the crowd really freaking likes that yeah. guy. He yeah. seems so like so genuine mm-hmm. um, and just like a nice guy. Uh, and people just really respond to that. But he's a badass in the ring. Yeah, he is. Um, he's like the roommate you always really want to have when you're like in your early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. what he comes off as. Um, 
I think he isn't going to end up with that title. I've got Gargano, and then it's going to go Cole, and then it's going to go Riddle. I, I'm kind of with you. I'm not sure that Undisputed Era is going to be around long enough. Um, I do think that by the time Gargano gets the title, he'll have revealed himself as having been undercover, an undercover heel. And so he uh, will be a face by the time he gets the title off of Ciampa. Uh, and I do think he's going to be the next one. So I think it's going to be Gargano. And then, uh, so yeah, I don't know, maybe, in the, maybe if they hold off on another year, maybe they really try to... They do, I, I, think the, I think the understanding with Triple H, I mean, I don't know about Vince, but I think the understanding is, man, they have something very special right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if any time would be the time to really focus on trying to get NXT to be a proper third brand. Oh, now is the time. Now, with that talent, now is the time. Absolutely. So it wouldn't surprise me if Undisputed Era stayed for a little while also. Um, plus... I do, I do kind of wonder if they even think about this. If they see these various superstars, Dean Ambrose, Hideo Itami, wanting out. Oh, just keep your... If they look at the contract situations yeah, and yeah. say, hey, this might become a thing. People might want to leave. So we might want to hold on to people in NXT until it's, you know, until spots open up. Yes. On main well, that's roster. one reason I think it, on the main roster, especially, if there's anybody that wants out of their deal, just let them, I mean, apart from... You know, obvious Marquee, upper mid card. Like Braun Strowman wants out. He's got three years left. You don't want to let. Yeah, him exactly. Out of that. Yeah. You know, but like if Zach Ryder wants out. Yeah. Let him have his deal. What's the harm? Yeah. Yeah. It frees up spots. I mean, I don't. You know, want people to lose their jobs by stretch of the imagination. But if Zach wants out, if he wanted out, yeah, then let him out of his deal, and and then then you open up spots in the main roster for some NXT call-ups. Wonder, if that's how you, if wonder, that's how they want to approach things. I wonder what kind of changes we'd see. Like Zack Ryder, I don't know, I mean to take this completely in a different direction, but Zack Ryder going to like all elite wrestling, for example, or even like New Japan. What change would he go like physically, like not physically, but like aesthetically? What would we see much of a change? I don't think that? you would if he went to all elite. From all elite, I think it'd just be Zack Ryder or whatever his shoot name is. Yeah. You know. But I wonder if he went to, if he went to New Japan, like he doesn't fit the aesthetic. No. Not saying he couldn't. He probably would, you know, try. Like imagine Bullet Club Zack Ryder. Taguchi Japan Zack Ryder. Mm -hmm. That actually would fit what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, no, it wouldn't. Good question there. Uh, <laughs> Zach S. Uh, the Matt Chad Hall of Famer himself, Zach S. Let's see what he has to say. What's good, Stephen Larson? Many friendos out there. It is your friendo first. Matt Chad Hall of Famer, Zach S. Coming at you with another Matt Chad question. Question of the week is Stephen Larson. Which year in NXT would you say would be the all-around greatest year in NXT history? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. Uh, the year 2018. I remember it fondly. It was like a couple weeks ago. Uh, and it was the best year in NXT's history. I mean, you can count the ways, man. I think probably the best way to do it is to understand that two didn't NXT have two five star matches in 2018 Gargano Almas wasn't that mm -hmm. 2018 and then, and then Gargano Champa Champa yeah um, but I mean do you know Adam Cole Ricochet you had a lot of Aleister Black going on uh, you had all you had the Mustache Mountain Undisputed Arab stuff going on dude it was what a stacked stacked year for NXT 
2018, the level of talent there. Cash Asono, Velveteen Dream, EC3 went through there. You had Lars Sullivan, you know, making his way through there. I mean, I don't really know how he's going to turn out, but man, Ricochet showed up. I mean, there isn't, right. we just said, the talent level right there right now at this moment is unparalleled. They're, I mean, they, they really just set the bar for, you know, what they can do. I mean, they basically stole all the great talent. I'm not even sure. That's one thing. I don't know, like, they want to call too many people up because if you're just left with, like, you're going through a lot of rebuilding if you're if you're left with Matt Riddle, which is a great name, uh, Keith Lee, which they need to start giving him some wins. Oh yeah. Um, if you take all the main players out now, you're actually not left with that much made for prime time yeah, right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's not like another undisputed era can come in with five mm-hmm. main, you know, mm-hmm. five big players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think absolutely 2018 in the context of, of NXT was, was fantastic. Maybe best ever 2016. That's what I'll say. All right. Fine. Title scene for most of the year was Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. It's good. Awesome yeah. feud stacked. Ooh. Um, we saw, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura make his debut in NXT, got into the title picture towards the end of the year, won himself that championship stacked. Great stuff. Bob Rude showed up in NXT, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, Austin Aries, um, the tag division, Probably never better. American mm-hmm. Alpha, Revival, DIY, Authors mm-hmm. of Pain. Stacked, stacked, stacked Stack tag division. Daddy. Um, I mean, this, the level of talent uh, throughout was fantastic. Asuka, during her dominant run, Bailey was still there. Okay. Um, so Ember Moon was, 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 was on the way up. Mm-hmm. Just so many incredible names, who, most of which now are on the main roster. 2016. That's my answer. It's a good year. It was a good year. It's a darn good 2016. year. 2016. 2016. Moving on. Uh, who is next? We have Devin, Devin the dude. dude. Let's see Devin the Dude. Hey, friendos. It's Devin the Dude back with another match hack question. Um, really quick. Um, I know that we're probably going to get Becky winning at the end of WrestleMania for a nice feel good moment. But. Um, for the WrestleMania card, uh, they have to have some heels winning at uh, WrestleMania to kind of balance it out. Um, I want to know your guys' thoughts of which heels will win matches at WrestleMania. Um, something quick and simple. I don't know. Uh, stay strong, brothers. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Um, since we only have two matches confirmed for WrestleMania right now, <laughs> we're looking at it right right here. Um, those are both uh, face wins. Yeah. They should both be so face wins. Seth Rollins is going to win. Yeah. Becky Lynch will should, should win. win. Um, so uh, heels that will go over, most likely Daniel Bryan. They just gave him that new title, the Hemp and Wood title. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, granted it's two yeah. and a half or so months till Mania. Okay. Um, I feel like that's kind of a short run with a custom belt. Okay. So I, uh, if I had to put money on a heel that would go over, it would be Daniel Bryan. I'm assuming they're going to do – let me ask you something. Rusev, Shinsuke, Nakamura, they're obviously going to be a team. They're probably not going to be in the division, but they're going to take on a pair of faces, probably Mustafa Ali. Uh, Mustafa's still got his program with Joe. He's busy. That's going to last another two months, though? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say Rusev, Nakamura – 
win over our truth and Ty Dillinger. He should be coming back. He is not coming. He's coming back. And he and our truth uh, have history. All right, fine. Whoever, I'll put it this way. Fine. Whoever, no, that's a heel win. Yeah, for sure. Whoever Rusev and Nakamura taking on, Rusev and Nakamura are going to win. Yeah. That's going to be, they might actually transition them to a proper tag team for the division. I don't know. It seems just like a quick little partnership because they both want that U.S. title. I think I think that's I think that's the deal, man. I think they're transitioning. Maybe, out maybe they're putting that thing on on Mustafa Ali. That might be another face win at WrestleMania. And Mustafa yeah. Ali win the U.S. title. Yeah. Uh, another option, maybe if they were decide to get the revival in a real title picture, real title program, they can win the tag titles at Mania. Okay. In some sort of multi-team match. I don't know how this <laughs> this Miz Shane thing. That might that might keep on going if if that if they're still a tag team at WrestleMania, they're winning at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They're they're like the most feel good tag team. I know, there is. I know. I feel like people are getting into it too. It's it's such an oddly great inspired pairing. It's because Shane's into it. He is. He's totally into it. Like the whole stuff with Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan, it seemed like he just he had no idea where anything was going. Yeah, and it showed, and he wasn't into it. This yeah. he seems into. He actually seems like he's having fun. Let's say they don't put Charlotte in that main event. Let's say it's Charlotte versus Oscar. Oh, Oscar wins. I don't know, man. I saw that picture of the four horsewomen standing tall with their te- with true. all the titles. It's true. That that could be. It's true. I mean, that would that would suck. It would for Oscar. What other heels can win? Randy Orton's kind of a bad guy. I don't know now. I don't know. What about Almas? You think Almas and Ray will go all the way to Maine? No, Ray's, Ray's taking on. Uh, yeah, I know. They need to put. A, oh, what about Bryan. this? Almas takes the title from R Truth. All right. And then him and Mustafa Ali fight for it. All right. But that's a face win. Yeah. Unless Almas keeps it in the night after Ali wins there. Entirely possible. Almas wins. All right, Almas. There you go. We just solved it. Good we solved job. the whole us. problem. Oh, and Riot Squad win too. I don't Something. think so. Uh, heels win the uh, the Battle Royals. Oh, there you go. There you go. Perfect. That makes up for it. No, I think you're right. I think WrestleMania oh, is going to be fancy. Drew McIntyre will defeat John Cena. Yes, that there you go. Drew. That's, the, that's like worth five matches on its own. Yeah. Drew will beat John Cena. It's that Drew, is Devin the Dude. It's Drew. Drew, that's the answer. Drew's that's the winning. answer. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Next from nice guy Andy Nero from his Matt Chat Studios. Nice guy. Take it away, nice guy. <laughs> Hey friendos, it's uh, good guy Andy Nero, the nice guy Andy Nero here with another Matt Chat question. Um, follow my uh, face down. Um, once again in the uh, Matt Chat studio, I'm at work. Uh, just wanted to ask you guys, uh, do we think that multi-man matches are overused at WrestleMania? New Japan managed to make single matches and tag matches work with the odd multi-man match, but it seems as though the last few WrestleManias has been dominated by multi-man matches. And uh, I, I harken back to the days of WrestleMania 17 when there was like three multi-mans. Uh, what do you think? Let me know. Uh, yeah, too sweet. Hi, handshake. Take care. Thank you, Andy Nero. Thank you, Andy Nero. Go ahead, Steve. You ran some numbers from last year's Mania. Yeah. Uh, the, now, yeah, they definitely have their fair share of multi-man matches. The important ones, though, the important ones, though, uh, not really. What is it? Last year was 34. Let me see. Here, let me, it was like the mid-card belts had multi. So here we go. The United States Championship was a fatal Four-way. A triple threat for the Intercontinental title. And a triple threat for the Intercontinental title. But those all made sense. They, and then the tag made... titles are uh, SmackDown triple, triple threat. threat. What about the Raw? That was that stupid oh. Strowman and Nicholas crap. Boy, that was stupid. But like the Universal and WWE title, the uh, WWE Raw title. The, the women's titles are both singles matches, right? Where's the women's, yeah. sma where's yeah. this women's SmackDown? It's uh, up here. It's Charlotte versus Oscar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So those were singles. So the input here's the thing: everybody needs to get on the card to a degree, and you can't do that these days. That's why they have those battle royals. So the important matches at Mania are singles matches. The ones that aren't so important, like that United States title last year, <coughs> that didn't mean anything. That that match, that title at the time meant less than nothing. It kind of means a whole lot of nothing right now. They have it on our truth, so it's in a state of flux. Um, so that can probably be another fatal four-way. Um, the IC title these days, who has it right now? The IC title? Bob Lashley. Bob Lashley. That'll be a singles match with Finn Balor um, because now that's a bit more important. Um, so, eh, you know, I'm fine with it. Everybody's got to get on. Everybody's got to have their WrestleMania moment. I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. I think it's good. They might go a little heavy on the... The multi-person matches a little bit. Name one here that should have been straight-up match that that wasn't. The United States Championship they could have built to something better. One, yeah, on yeah. One. I mean, any of them was different. Creative could have built to something better one-on-one. -on -one. Like it could have just easily been Seth versus Miz for the Intercontinental Title at Mania. So Randy Orton, Orton was they, the champion. They put Finn in there just to kind of make sure he's on the main card and something prominent. Like the U.S. title that was Jinder versus Randy versus Bob Roode versus Rusev. Let's make it Jinder versus Randy. They have history. Yeah, that would have been good. But Bobby Roode and Rusev end up in the Battle Royal. That's a bummer. Oh, I know it is a bummer, but I mean, like Baron Corbin is in the Battle Royal after uh, in being an Intercontinental title match the year before against Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. This is a really big roster. It is a huge it's roster. It's a big roster. It, the roster's large. I understand you want to get as many people as you can on it, but at the same time, some of these matches. But then you have Braun looking for a partner, taking on Thebar, and rather getting him a real partner. Yeah. Like, like why is sp- Nicholas so high on the card? Yeah. Why couldn't that just been someone from backstage? Call up someone from NXT. Yeah. Any number of things they could have done. So yeah. They had this Nicholas garbage. Yeah. But kids probably liked it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Little boys I'm who sure. wanted to be Braun's partner. Yeah. Who want to live in the footsteps of the son of referee John Cone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. I'm, I'm fine. It's not that huge of a deal. Yeah, I'm fine. It's not like, like you know... Road to New Japan shows, like a wrestler. Well, the the rationale for that is really different. they don't. Yeah, they don't really do that. No, no, no. Most yeah, most of the time they don't do that. But yeah. WrestleMania 33. That was when we were at. How many multi-person matches were in that? I think I looked. That's even a better ratio of like there's more singles matches. So there's a six-pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's title. There's Roman versus Taker, Brock versus Goldberg. There's Orton the ladder match. Bray, Seth versus Triple H. And then there's the the four-way elimination match for the Raw Women's title. Owens, Jericho. So there's three. Styles, McMahon. Th- Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, uh, so there's Neville three. versus Aries. So it's eight on the total card, singles matches, and three. 13 matches. So that yeah, wasn't that bad. About WrestleMania 32. Ugh. What a gross card that was. Roman Reigns versus Triple H. Rock. <laughs> that's there's not, one. There's a triple threat. And then the ladder match. There's only two there. Two. Yeah. Matches more than two participants or two teams. Yeah. So I think they're okay. Next up. The Enforcer. The Enforcer. He's got those green lights going, man. He's I got what a, that means. a Hartford Whalers jersey on today. Let's see what the Enforcer has to say. Hey, Steven Larson and all the friendos. It's the Enforcer with the Matt Chat question. This week, Daniel Bryan debuted a new 420 hemp belt and got me thinking what other belts there were and i was thinking the smoking skull the brahma bull all that good stuff but can i get a power rank power rank the custom belts that we've seen so far all right too sweet and a hearty handshake thank you enforcer thank stevie brad all right we're gonna power rank custom titles Let's do top five isn't smoking skull number one larson i don't know i kind of feel like i know it's early this daniel bryan belt is beautiful it okay. is beautiful. It's, it's, it's really early to tell on that one. We'll right. put a number three. Put a number three. We'll put Austin one. Smoking Skull's got to be number one. That's why I said Austin. Yeah, Daniel Bryan three. Let's give him three. Or even two. We'll put three. Because there, there's not a lot of good-looking custom belts. Uh, Naomi's uh, LED belt was amazing. <gasps> number two. Absolutely. You're right about that. That was fantastic. All right, so we got our top three. Uh, you got to put the Brahma Bull Belt, right? That was okay. That was all right. Did that actually exist? Yeah. That did? Yeah. I thought that was like a concept that never actually no, made No, I thought it that out. was a real belt. <laughs> I believe so. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, I'm gonna, check out the Brahma Bull Belt. I'm going to look at it real quick. Rock Brahma Bull title. I believe that's a real thing. Belt. Did you actually wear it? Okay, so there it is. There's a toy version. There's not a picture of him wearing it. That's oh, wait. Scroll down. There was a picture of him. Oh, was there? Was there? Was there? Maybe. I saw a picture of him. What belt does he have there? That's mm, that's Smoking Skull. Oh, all right. I think. Yeah, that's Smoking Skull. 
Maybe somebody can answer. Oh, it wasn't. No, that's not it. It's not it there. That's a video game right there. Him and the intercom. I don't think he ever, I don't think that that's ever actually existed. Is that one thing that I've heard enough times that I thought was a real <laughs> yeah, thing? I, th- I think so. I really do. All right. I'll say this. I, <laughs> I never really liked the spinner belt, but I like when the Miz had it and had it fixed so it was permanently the WWE oh, logo upside down. Well, okay, put a number five then. Here's the thing. There are far more crap custom belts yeah. than there are. Like his U.S. title was, oh, was terrible. terrible. That was horrendous. That might have been like the worst ever. Um, um, oh, hold on. Tetsuya Naito, he customized that Intercontinental title by throwing it around, destroying it. Fair enough. That's number four. Destruction of IC title. Fair enough. There we go. Um, now let's uh, power what about What about what about the Young Bucks Super Kick Party belts? Those are the most fan-made shit ever. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you have enough titles to invent some. Um, now... Let's power rank the worst custom titles. Uh, John Cena's U.S. title. John Cena's U.S. title. Spinner title. Yeah. Like, did, did Edge, the rated R superstar, need his own title, but he had one? Mm-mm. He didn't need that. Mm-mm. Uh, oh, no, what we can put on here is Taz's uh, FTW title. Oh, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. There you go. Who just made, he, he didn't just customize his own title. He invented his own division. Yeah. The FTW division. Yep. That's good. Wow, what a great list. Or you put the hardcore title on there. That's kind of a customized belt. Kind of. Well, they just made it to look customized. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know what actually number one worst custom belt is? That atrocious Jeff Hardy TNA oh, custom title. Oh, that was title. bad, yeah. That was fucking ugly. Yeah, that was really bad. That was horrible. Oh, no, number one custom belt is the NWO... Uh, <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship. Well, that was just spray paint on it. Still customized, Yeah, man. that is customized. If Naito's belt counts, then the NWO one has to count, too. That's, like, no, that's, that's on the best list, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's on the best list. Here, we'll put uh, six. There you go. That might have forced Taz off there because that NWO one is iconic. That's great. Awesome. Man. Definitive. 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 Good job. Good question, Enforcer. Yes, great question. Last question today from B-Man, B-Man. Patrick Sparks. Let's see what Patrick Sparks has to say. Hey, friend, Nose Pat here. All right, so I was listening to a podcast recently, and one of the hosts was um, made the argument that uh, wrestling was never bigger than it was in the territory days, strictly due to the amount of territories all across the country, all the different places, all the different wrestlers, all the different people going how they move back and forth the different territories, whatnot, over the Attitude Era where it was drawn ridiculous ratings on TV. So, I want to get your opinion on that. What do you think was the biggest time in wrestling? The territories when there was way more exposure, um, say people-wise, and just all sorts of different stuff, variety, whatever, or how it was in the 90s where it was just WCW and WWE, two providers, granted, going back and forth, but it was just two compared to however many territories there was before Vince bought everything up. What do you guys think? Thanks for those. Thank you, B-Man Thank you, B-Man. So here's the thing. Larson and I are many things, but wrestling historians, not really. Not as much as we'd like to be. This is what I thought. And this could be me completely just making stuff up, but uh, <laughs> like the probable. 
No, that was a real thing. It just never was on TV. Okay. Um, we just looked it up. Yeah. Um, Confirmed. So, like, right now, if you're talking sports, you have the NBA. Well, NFL is, like, the probably the most popular sports league nationwide. Yeah. Um, because, well, for one reason, they market the shield. You can pretty, put, pretty much put any matchup of any decent teams on TV, and it'll draw decent ratings. Um, but, like, baseball right now, Nationally broadcast games, save for maybe the World Series, don't do well. Mm-hmm. But regionally, it is super popular. Oh still. no, kidding! That's yeah, um, and like baseball makes a ton of money, mm-hmm. but it's just it's a very regional sport. Yeah, um, and so I kind of wonder if the territorial days or the territory days, if like regionally the ratings were really good, like in Memphis in 1975 or something like that. Like they're probably pulling in really good ratings. But you put that show and broadcast it nationwide, it might not do that well because they have no idea who most of the people are. So, like, on a regional basis, like in the South, I'm sure Crockett did well in the ratings. I'm sure WWE in the Northeast did really well. I'm sure AEW did great in the Midwest. That's dope. We call it AEW. Oh, did I? Oops. AWA. <laughs> um, but if you broadcast any of that shows na- nationally, they might not have pulled that good in numbers. Whereas WWE, because just based on the nature of, of the wrestling business at the time during the Attitude Era, it got huge national numbers because there wasn't all these competing localized territories. For people to, to tune into. I think it's just a different. I mean I don't know like what metrics were used. Like like adjusted for inflation. Where wrestlers making just as much money back then as they are now. So and that kind of stuff. I have is, no idea. This is my speculation. And I'd love to read more about this stuff. But um, I just haven't. I have like a couple books that friend awesome friends of us have sent us. Mm-hmm. Um, about this stuff. Like there's one about Vincent buying all the territories. And it goes mm-hmm. into a, a lot mm-hmm. of great backstory. So I speculate that. During the territory days, AWA, the guy at the bottom of the ladder who was, you know, on the main card, curtain jerking, the first guy to come out in the first match or whatever, guy making the least amount of money was still making a livable wage mm-hmm. as a professional wrestler mm-hmm. in those re- WCCW. I think that probably the dude making, you know, he was making a livable wage the last guy on the roster went during the attitude era when it was the hottest nationally and the region, the, the territories were essentially dead. I don't think anywhere else besides WWE and WCW WCW, and then you go over to new Japan or whatever, whatever. But here in the States, WWE WCW, I don't know if there were any other places where the guy who's, Coming out first, the lowest man on the totem pole was making a livable wage. So I think in total, like if you look at the the territory days, the total giant pot of wrestling money that was split up between those wrestlers might have been on a per wrestler basis uh, at Justice for Inflation, probably greater than the same thing. You know, I mean, I know those like Stone Cold was making twelve million dollars a year, but I wonder how much Ric Flair was making in nineteen eighty one if you adjusted it for inflation. You know, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, if you go to like you know whatever territories were ex- existed in California in the late nineties, I mean, I don't even know if the top guys then mm-hmm. were making a livable wage. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I know that um, Ring of Honor they they talked about this in the Daniel in the Nigel McGuinness uh, documentary. You know, one of the reasons Daniel McGinnis didn't wasn't able to get to the WWE is because well, Daniel Bryan says he says I lied to their medical staff and he didn't. 
they said you need to get this surgery, even though he didn't. And that surgery cost seven, eight thousand dollars, which he couldn't afford. Yeah. Um, it was said that you know the the top guys in Ring of Honor were not making a livable wage mm-hmm. in Ring of Honor mm-hmm. exclusively. Mm-hmm. So. I think that it was regionally speaking, the territories were better for those guys in the territory at the time. Um, but I don't think wrestling brought in, you know, nearly the money that it did in, in the attitude era. Like the attitude yeah, yeah, era was yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. huge. Yeah. But how many people were benefiting from that? Yeah, know? yeah. So, and I'm sure in the regional, you know, territory days, ratings per region were great. Yeah. That's everything I've well, read. That, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's how yeah. it was. It was. Like ratings were fantastic mm-hmm. regionally. Yeah. Um, so by region, I'm sure it was it was super popular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, just not quite on the national level like it was in the Attitude Era. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that like WWF and WCW didn't it didn't seem like they had the kind of coattails that you would think that they would have. Like there wasn't another explosion of like big regional promotions popping up to capitalize. Oh, by the time on the, the Attitude Era rolled around, I mean. WWF was synonymous with wrestling. It mm-hmm. was the Kleenex of professional wrestling, the yeah. crayon. You know, when people yeah. thought pro wrestling, they thought WWF. Yeah. So maybe and back then it was a situation. Well, you're you're not wrestling for WWF. You must not be a real wrestler. Yeah, like that, you know, or yeah. WCW. Yeah, as as untrue as that may be, um, maybe that was a perception of some. I have no idea. No, I mean that, that that would make sense, and it wasn't that far removed from. It was like what ten years removed from really the death of the. I mean, that's not that long a time. Just ten years removed from the death of the territories, mm-hmm. really, like eighty eight mm-hmm. around then. So, yeah. Anyways, what a lively discussion we had today. Yeah. Thanks to our patrons over Thank at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We really, really appreciate the support. We have a variety of reward tiers over on the Patreon, so please go check it out. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.